Welcome to IA Financial Group's In Your Interest podcast. My name is Ashley, and this week we're talking about the importance of leadership and communications within a company. As usual, I'm joined by our chief strategist, Sébastien McMahon, and today we're pleased to welcome Jean-François Langlais, head of strategic communications at IA. So, hi, Sébastien. Hi, Jean-François. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Jean-François. Hello, Al. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure, it's great to have you here. But before we get started, how do we become head of strategic communications? Well, it depends for each person. In my case, uh, I went through uh, my studies in sociology. Uh-huh. So that was my starting point, jumping off point. I'm not a communications, classic communications guy, uh, because sociology is interested in uh, understanding how people work, behave together. Uh, it's very useful to build strong communications. So so you've been working in communications most of your life? Most of my career and for through the last three years for uh, IEGRO Financial Group. Okay, so interesting experience to share here. It's going to be interesting. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Jean-François, if we start with uh, the punch, do you have any practical advice for our listeners on how to improve their communications? Yes, I have lots. Um, first <laughs> off, uh, be aware that everyone has biases. When you communicate, the people you're communicating to are already in a mental space of their own. They have beliefs, they have knowledge on what you're communicating to them, and this will influence how they will receive your messages. So you have to take that into account. Okay, so know your audience is more than just knowing, you know, the, the background of the people in front of you. Know that you're talking to human beings and they have their biases. Absolutely. And sometimes I suggest to people, go one step forward and ask them what are their expectations. So go forward before you communicate and ask people, What, what, what are your preoccupations? What are you thinking about? I'm about to communicate to you about this topic. What are you interested in? Yeah. And then start off with that. Yeah, it's a thing I always do when I do conferences, even if the group is pretty large. And it's, you know, my it's, uh, Vero will be laughing here because I'm talking about my wife, who's a teacher. You can always punch that after, Vero. But uh, <laughs> as a teacher, you know, the, the, uh, the, what, what they teach to, what, what, what they show to young teachers is that you need to have a handshake with with the group in front of you. So you have to say, today we'll be covering A, B, and C. Does that suit your needs? Is, is there something else that you would like to talk about? And often, no one will say anything. And the fact that they didn't say anything, they're up for the plan. They say, well, you said A, B, C, wouldn't say D, E, F. So here we go, and they'll be following you. So one, just to get more engagement, stuff like that really yeah. works, no matter the size of the crowd. Absolutely. And sometimes you have a diversified crowd, and it's <laughs> kind of a challenge because you're speaking to a group of people that are not all the same. Yep. Well, oftentimes, you can address them one one by one. So yeah. first off, I'd like to speak to the newcomers in our company and I have these messages for them. Yeah. So the rest of people are listening in and are uh, understand that it, it's not for them, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to them anyway. And afterwards, you go to your second group and for those that are most experienced among us, I want to tell this, this, this and this. And yeah. so it keeps it interesting and relevant for everyone at all time. Yeah. So it's, it's simple tricks like this. It's not complicated to communicate even to the, the largest group that you can imagine. No. Yeah. Here are the two communication pros saying it's not very complicated. Don't worry. But you have to work at it. You you have to know what you're doing. That was the next thing I was going to (laughs) say. I think we have to find our key messages, right, Jean-François? Yeah, it's uh, people oftentimes refer to talent as the driver of good communication. But as Sebastian was saying, it's work and discipline. You have to build an understanding of what you want to accomplish and then formulate clear messages for yourself first and then afterwards for the people you will be speaking to 
build a plan, work on it. It's key to having success in communication. Yeah, communications is a craft. It's not a God-given talent. Exactly. Yeah, so you have to work at it and you have to work on your posture. You have to work on your the way that you deliver the messages. So, yeah, anyone can learn it. I mean, if I could learn it, you know, as I mentioned that in the past, I, I, I even dropped classes in university because I had to be in front of people to talk. I was too shy to do that. But, you know, in my work, just, you know, say I had to do it, learn to do it. You know, you, if, if, you, if you're intentful in what you do and if you, you try to work with the best, like learning from people like you, learning from books, learning from YouTube videos or whatever. I mean, there's the sky is the limit now. There's just so much information out there. Yeah, everything's out there and practice makes perfect. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And Jean-François, does ChatGPT change the way you work? Yeah, it does already. Uh, generative intelligence is the next frontier for us communicators, uh, giving us a tool to accelerate what we do, accelerate research, help us build drafts of, uh, of, uh, of text. It's not quite there yet as a perfect tool. You have to rework the output, but if it saves you, let's say, 80% of preparation time on a, on a given communication you're working on, it's extraordinarily helpful. Yeah, so, as a brainstorming tool, it's great. Exactly. Yeah. And if you have like a blank page syndrome, if you will, I find it's fantastic because you just put in, okay, I want to say this, this, and this, and then it'll start you off. And then you can say, oh, no, that's not at all what I wanted. Or, yeah, so you can work with it. Yeah, so and if you tend to write a lot like I do, sometimes you say, I want to say this thing in this way, but the words don't come out. You mm -hmm. can just say, well, can you rephrase this thing with this intention? And sometimes it'll just unlock like the few words and then yes. you can keep on going. So it's just so helpful for productivity. Absolutely, absolutely. Some, some people come to me um, being a bit worried that their communication job might disappear over time because those tools will replace them. And what I have to say is more of a positive message is we will evolve towards an editor role to, uh, rather than a, a writer role, yep. you know. The writing will be done by the tool. Like a, a calculator will do the calculation for you but won't know necessarily what it is you have to calculate. Yeah. But it's the same. It's yeah. the same. You have to know your messages, have an idea what you want to accomplish. After that, the tool, the, the, the chat GPT or other, can do the work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I assume, you know, communicators will come from different profiles, different specialties? Of course. And, and uh, at the same time, they will all come together at the end on the end product of their communication on what, it, what is it I want to accomplish? What is it? What's my goal here? And yeah. that's what's important. Absolutely. And what advice would you give to the younger generation that are listening to us? Um, Always try and clarify yourself very early in conversations, be it in presentations, in uh, emails, make your topic line informative, make sure that your first paragraph states out what you, what's your key message, what you want people to remember. There's uh, one of the biases, uh, cognitive biases, that's named the primacy effect. Uh, which is about the things you tend to remember more. And the things you tend to remember more are the first things you hear in a communication. So mm. it's very important to be upfront and clear on yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I had the, a writing coach at, at some point uh, uh, explain this uh, very clearly, saying that uh, you should write like it's a Columbo movie where you see the crime first and then you see the detective trying to, you know, untie the knot rather than in a Geta Christie book where it's just, all right, follow me for the 
ride and there's going to be a payoff at the end. You know, you want to give them the message. Here's the message and here's how I came to these conclusions, for example. And then people will be able to follow you, ask smart questions along the way, rather than being puzzled until at the end, you know, big fireworks. And uh, that's not how communication works. No, it's not. And uh, we're working behind the scenes on uh, developing a communication for the people beginning in this field, I would say, Work with a plan and share your plan early. Go by yep. iterations. I spent so many hours working on a very, very finely crafted communication just to understand later on that it was not what it was requested, oh, what was expected. Yeah. So now I, I never, never do that. I do. I build a plan. I share it early. People give me feedback on the plan so I don't waste my time writing on something that's not useful. Yeah, it's, and keeping it simple. Yeah. Ideally, three messages. That's how the brain works. That's it. Yep. And I think you had said once, it's better to be understood than to be precise. I love that. Can you... Uh, explain a little bit more on that? Well, lots of people have analytical profiles in, in different backgrounds. Uh, in the financial sector, it's a given that all the people working in actuarial accounting, uh, IT, are all specialists and they tend to go into details because it's part of their craft, it's part of their knowledge, and they want to be truthful and upfront on every detail of what they're working on. But it's not necessar necessarily helping. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is that the people, they will be communicating to need more of a general overview, a general idea. And if they have questions on the details, they will ask them later on. Yeah. And, and, and one of the fallacies we see in young uh, people who start to communicate is they want to impress the audience rather than make sure that they're understood, as you're saying here. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a common trap to avoid. Yeah, very good. And Jean-François, you might um, know by now that Sébastien and I are bookworms. Do mm -hmm. you have any reading suggestions for the audience today? Yeah, sure. Um, an inspiring read. A few months ago, I read 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman, which is about the fact that our life expectancy roughly amounts to 4,000 weeks on Earth, and we have to prioritize what is important to us. So, uh, going against uh, all of the writing on productivity that helps us improve what we already do, this steps us back a bit and makes us think on what's important, what, what to what kinds of things we should devote our time and attention. So I found it very inspiring. And you, uh, yeah, sure. So, so the inspiration that we, we we recorded an episode on uh, on uh, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk a few yeah. weeks back about you know how they were innovators. But uh, Steve Jobs, you know, the late Apple founder, is often considered one of the greatest communicators, let's say, of the modern era. No, not not Barack Obama level, but uh, <laughs> no, still. But uh, Steve Jobs, you know, an interesting things. There are some books about his methods. There's lots of videos online, and he was truly prepared, everything was refined, he rehearsed for weeks on end to deliver something that looks spontaneous. So there's a lot of work behind even the best uh, the best of the best. So uh, I would strongly encourage if you love communications and you'd love to learn, just go on YouTube, look at a few of the, uh, of the uh, keynote presentations that Steve Jobs gave, and you'll find uh, lots of interesting inspiration there. Yeah, and maybe just uh, before we part, a few a few key ideas of to, to, so people should remember mm -hmm. when preparing a communication, as you say, to make it sound and and look easy at the end. 
first clarify your intention. What is it you want to accomplish? Then ask yourself what your audience's expectations are. And if necessary, ask them in, in a conversation. And then clarify your key messages. Build a plan. Have an idea upfront of what you want to do. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jean-François. That concludes today's episode. Uh, yes, thank you for being with us and for your interesting sharing of knowledge. Thank and thank you, Sébastien, as usual, for being with us. And to our listeners, we'll see you next week. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the Economic News page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.